Hey, what's up? It's Avery here. Well, I guess who else would it be? It is my own show. <laughs> you see, my show is on platforms like iTunes and Spotify, and you may wonder, how do I get my show on these platforms? Well, I do it through an app called Anchor. It's free to download, and you can use it on your phone or on your laptop. And it also comes with creation tools that let you edit your show. You can also make that sweet moolah with your podcast with no minimum listenership. So, want to get started? Download the Anchor app on the Google Play Store or Apple's App Store. Or go to anchor.fm. It's that easy. Uh, I'll find the other time before later in the summer that I won't be ready for San Diego, but um, yeah, tomorrow's our first game, but it's, uh, uh, it, 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 it could be a special match, and it could be a, the beginning of a very uh, cool rivalry, so we'll see how it goes. Of course, of course. And with the USL growing and and we get more popular, what does it mean to see more USL game general being on TV along with MLS? You know, you, you're quoted saying that USL is, very, is comparable to MLS in terms of competition. What's like seeing USL growing and, of course, with the amount of teams in the league now getting more attention, not just in America, but also in Canada as well, too? Well, look, I think the league's getting stronger and stronger. Right? Last year, it was evidence for that. I, I think even from my own perspective, uh, you know, I, I made a few of the talent. Uh, the talent really, you know, it's not just Phoenix and, and Fresno, they were playing, uh, you know, a high, high level, and they were you know, terrific. Uh, OC at times was, was very good. Uh, but there's no easy games in this league. So I, I think when you really evaluate it, uh, a guy coming from the NASL is myself. I, I think once the NASL uh, went away, uh, it took about a year, year and a half for everything to kind of mesh together to be all about that USL. And they've won, and there's just so much talent now. So uh, it's a really hard league to play in. And, and I think now I, go, I might go on the record, I guess I'm going on the record, but I would say that this would be the first year that a USL team uh, strongly challenges uh, for the Lamar High Level Cup. I think uh, because the, you know, the difference is just so so small now uh, between the two leagues. I mean, there's some big names, the big talent in the last, but. Um, Sometimes when they don't dedicate themselves to the, the tournament like Omar had opened up, uh, it's a really even uh, playing field. So, you know, I, I think it's going to be a very special year for, for somebody in the USL. Hopefully it's not. I, I know we're going to put a lot of weight into it. But, uh, again, the, the strength of the USL, uh, the, the, the talent that is now playing in this league, uh, is it, terrific. So it's a trait to see that there's not many clubs getting their act together in our country. No, of course. And in the offseason, Coach, you made a lot of changes. I know you brought in a few guys. I know you brought in um, Ramon Martin Del Campo. You brought in Jordan Morrell. The two guys you spoke highly of in the offseason when you brought them into Las Vegas. Yeah, no, I mean, that was the thing. I mean, we, we took stock of what happened last year. Like, why we lost games. And, and we, we recognized that we needed to get stronger in certain areas. We uh, weren't getting enough production out of the, the midfield. And, and, and we're relying too much on urban artists for goals. So, um, you know, first and foremost, we want to score the fighter defense. And Jordan has been. Uh, Ramon certainly helped us in that regard. It allows us to release Brian De La Fuente into a much more offensive role than he had with us uh, in the past. And we just picked up Junior Burgos, who is uh, a familiar player to me. I, I, he plays for the El Salvadorian national team, and I had him in Atlanta, and, and I think he, he gives us a little a little something special on set pieces and, and three checks, but he's also very good at that field. And then Seco Kone, uh, I think that's the the guy that everyone's going to be talking about in a couple of months uh, up front, because he's, he's a 
inspired the team is still very strong, uh, but where we where we got better uh, in certain parts of the field, especially up front, is, is where we might be able to hurt people. So uh, I'm really happy with the progression of this team. I think I learned a lot last year, and uh, this year could be very different. Of course, really could be. And you know, last year, there's someone who was a big star for you, Thomas Olsen in net, Las Vegas native, great goalkeeper. He was arguably one of the better goalkeepers in USL. What does it mean to bring him back for 2020 as well? Yeah, it's always important. Uh, he's in a battle right now. So with uh, uh, Edward Lava Bagato, who's uh, a guy that was coming the right hand, who was coming out of West Washington College, uh, somebody that's, that's been pushing Tommy hard. So, mm. I mean, not as good as he is, he's, he's going to have to work for it this year. He's going to uh, be our uh, our starting goalkeeper, so we're really happy with that position as well. I mean, the goalkeeping is always important. Uh, we did lose a lot of games on the state, trying to remedy that, but uh, I'm really happy with the, the competition that we have in our net right now. Of course, it'll be fun to watch a gold competition. I know one thing with the Las Vegas Lights is that, be it in their history, in, their, in their brief history, they've always been a team which have embraced the fan base. They've embraced the Las Vegas City. You know very well. And I believe, I, I think number is, and I think this year you guys are going to wear, I believe it is, 17 different fan-designed jerseys. Usually, if a team does that, they're maybe going to wear only one or two jerseys. How much fun is that going to be to wear 17 different uniforms this season here? <laughs> but I, I don't, you know, I understand these kind of things. You know, maybe had a Of course, it, it's, a, it's a very Vegas thing. I do have to ask you, Eric. You know, something I, something I, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring it up for you because, of course, it is MLS 25. And I've said it before. I said it to you in person. You were the, we all know it, you were the first ever player to score goal in Major League Soccer. So what has it been like to see not just MLS, but soccer in the U.S. and Canada grow to a point in which you have MLS being at almost 30 teams. You've got USL at multiple levels. You've got... Can PL here in Canada? What's like being seeing soccer grow to a point in which you know it was more of a niche sport in the '90s to a thing where it's overtaking the continent in a way, Eric? Well, I mean, it's, it started with the '94 World Cup. I think uh, you know the idea was to have a professional league. I'm not sure you know to get the World Cup, and uh, Alan Mossberg, uh, our, our former U.S. soccer president, did a fantastic job of solidifying the beard to make sure that we uh, follow through on our promise. But you know. It is, it's 25 years now, it's kind of, it's kind of surreal to a certain extent, um, but I mean, I've, I've got to speak to a couple of the guys that, that started this thing, you know, the American contingency, the, the past and the John and, and, and uh, Marcelo, uh, you know, even McBride and, and, and Dewey, and the guys that they, they really were there from the beginning, Kobe, of course, and it's, it's different as it is, um, and the fact that we have 32, the fact that it's now at a stage where uh, we're cultivating a, a real culture of soccer in the country. Uh, we took immense pride in that. And it was very different when we played, but I think that uh, looking at where we were and where we are now, I think a lot of people, a lot of people, a lot of people have done a lot of work into this that uh, deserve uh, the credit. But, you know, we as players, at the beginning stages of that, we take immense pride. 
pride and, 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 and take part and be a small part of the, the overall success over the years. So it, it, it's a very cool thing to see where we are now. Of course, it really is, Eric. I know, Eric. I know. I know you're someone who liked to lead to be more, a little bit more traditional. But how cool was the when it was first started? They were willing to take some risks back in the '90s, be it you know a different timing system, experimenting because most things around the world back then didn't really want to experiment. And MLS, for good or for bad, tried to be a little bit different. Tried to inject some different kind of life in the soccer in America back in the '90s. Well, the soccer in the '90s wasn't necessarily bad. No, it was it was it was at its, it was at its stage where it just didn't have a platform to, to really mm. showcase. It really should be. And my last question to you, Eric, what does it mean to now see we're in a place again where we can have, in 2026, a World Cup that'll be held entirely in North America with America, Canada, Mexico? Because I'm, I'm sure a few years ago, the idea of having a all-North American World Cup not too long ago would have been a pipe dream to make that really happen. Well, I mean, look, I don't want to see the good one, but ultimately, what we're all doing this for is to, to figure out a way to make sure that we leave no stone on turn, that we're, we're looking for players that they can the number of players that are under the umbrella uh, of certain clubs, we're getting better. And gonna, you know, I, I, you know, I'm going into a game right now. We're going to play during the second division. Uh, and we're going to do that. We've got a lot of great work on the ranking players, but maybe we didn't know who they were. Um, mm. So uh, that's what it's really ultimately about. You know, these new faces and these new names, the ability to compete, because it's going gonna, it's gonna to make us better as a whole. And, and if we can finally get there, Eric, that's doing the podcast again. I got to do it again sometime. Hopefully, we went back down in Vegas when it's a little bit warmer down in the city. <laughs> yeah, 